Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to the Body Care Breakdown podcast. And just like the introduction says, I'm your host, Britt Brown LNT. Today, we're here to break down a topic that has kept me from, well, hosting this podcast for the last few months. And that topic is burnout. What is burnout? Well, the internet and more accurately, Psychology Today describes burnout as a state of chronic stress that leads to exhaustion, detachment, and feelings of ineffectiveness. And this can be caused by a lot of different things. The fact that we've all been in a pandemic the last few years, I think we're all feeling a little bit of pandemic burnout. We're tired of all of the, should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? You know, who can get the boosters? When are the boosters available? You know, how many feet away do we need to stay away from each other? You know, how long is this vaccine going to last? All of that stuff. I think we're all absolutely exhausted on it. A lot of us are sick and tired of our jobs. A lot of us have been feeling taken advantage of in our careers. And you can see the evidence of that and all of the protests that we see throughout the news. You know, and then there's all of the division just all across the country. You know, personally, I feel like my burnout, I'm just politically burnout all across the spectrum. The infighting, the constant policy making that is just not in the best interest of the people. It's, you know, the interest of you know, a wealthy minority that, you know, is just pushing its own personal agenda. And it's just exhausting to open my phone and try to check in on my friends on social media and just feel like I'm getting bombarded with bullshit all day long. And I know I'm not the only one out there feeling this way. And I think it's kind of important to understand the difference between like a normal level of stress and like, oh, I'm just having a bad week, a bad day to really understanding when you're starting to feel burnout, because it's very different, you know, chronic versus acute. There's a lot of differences and how that affects our health, how that affects our bodies and affects our abilities to come to our day with a willingness to thrive and to be at our best. So without further ado, let's go over some of the physical and emotional signs and symptoms of burnout so that we can recognize burnout within ourselves and then know when to address it. So one of the symptoms that was mentioned earlier is chronic fatigue. And in the early stages, you may feel you know, a little bit of a lack of energy, kind of tired most of the day. And then later in, you know, in the later stages of burnout, things that you can normally do, like go to the grocery store, take your dog for a walk, like they're just exhausting. You know, going on a date even just sounds exhausting. Doing things that you love doing, painting, drawing, all of that just sounds like effort, like a chore. It's exhausting and you don't want to do it. And so that's a really good indicator that maybe you're a little bit more than tired when you're dreading doing the things that you love to do and the things that keep you fulfilled. Chronic fatigue can oftentimes lead to or be caused by insomnia. And in the early stages of insomnia, you may have one or two nights of like, oh, I just have a hard time sleeping. I'm not getting quite enough sleep. And then, you know, chronic insomnia, especially caused by burnout, you start noticing that you're only getting like four to five hours of sleep consistently, no matter how tired you are, you know, no matter how much you try to wind yourself down to get to sleep, you're just still like waking up and your mind is racing when you wake up, just either thinking about all the things that you are dreading or all the things you need to do or all the things that are stressing you out. So if you're experiencing that, it's probably a good idea to start addressing it because insomnia can also lead to a lot of other things like impaired concentration and forgetfulness. 
you'll start to lose focus throughout your day at work. It'll be a lot more difficult for you to just maintain even keel at your job. You might start to notice that you slow down or that you're making common mistakes, you know, those things that you wouldn't normally mistake. You'll start creeping up in your everyday habits. Some of the more physical symptoms that you might start to notice may include chest pain, heart palpitation, shortness of breath and gastrointestinal pain, dizziness, fainting, and or headaches. You know, a lot of this is just due to, again, just like that chronic fatigue and what stress hormones like cortisol and epinephrine they can do to our body. And because of that, because of all of this overreaction going on within your body, your immune system is also suppressed. So that's definitely not something anybody needs right now. So if you start noticing, again, it's really important to just notice these signs of burnout within yourself so you can address it. It's not hard to address. It just takes consistent patterns and recognizing it within yourself so that you can do something about it and start making those changes in your everyday life to avoid kind of going too far down the road. A lot of us experience this, you know, when we're really stressed out or when we're really thinking, we start to lose our appetite. That's another physical symptom of burnout if you're constantly, you know, or if you have a consistent loss of appetite, right? Like, again, we're not talking about one day a week. Fridays are really stressful at work and sometimes I get so caught up and stressed about what I'm doing, I forget to eat my lunch. And we're talking about you're just not hungry, you don't feel like eating You're just constantly either focused on your thoughts or trying to distract yourself from them. So food's just not like on your mind. You're not hungry. And I don't think we need to talk about how bad not eating can be for your body. You know, if you don't have the nutrients and the nourishment that your body needs, it's really hard for you to, I mean, come out of any situation, whether it's burnout or just illness or injury, having malnourishment just makes your life so much more difficult on that end. All this stuff can lead to things like more psychological issues like depression and chronic anger, just cynicism, detachment, you know, really kind of just not being able to find the good in the day. And rather than being able to find those little good things, you start just picking them apart, right? You start being like, this sucks or I don't want to do this because the weather's not right. Or if I go to my art class, there's that one guy in this art class I really don't like and I don't want to deal with him and having to deal with him will ruin the whole day. You can tell yourself a lot of stories when you're in that situation that just makes it even more difficult to want to reach out, which makes you isolate more and detach more, which ultimately isn't healthy for any of us, right? Because reaching out to our friends and our support network and going out to the community and doing things that really feel fulfilling is ultimately the way to handle and to deal with burnout. Obviously, it's really difficult to jump back into the boat of being social, especially if you haven't considered that you have burnout and you're listening to this podcast thinking, no, I definitely have burnout. And all of these symptoms are really speaking to me and what can I do about this now that I understand where I'm at? It's really, it's really important to just be self-aware. When you start noticing yourself having these negative thoughts, you know, redirecting yourself in a positive way can be very helpful. A lot of folks find that words of affirmation help them throughout the day. Personally, that is something that I also find helps. Um, One of my favorite apps that I've recently downloaded on my phone, I downloaded that from the Google Play Store and it's called I Am. It's just a daily affirmation app. When you initially download the app, it's going to ask you, what are your goals? What kind of affirmations are you looking for? Are you looking for self-care? Are you looking for self-worth, positivity? What are you looking for? It gives you a number of times per day that you can have these affirmations sent to you to reiterate to yourself. I choose three times a day. Typically, it sends one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one at night. 
And then when I sit there and I get that notification, I look at that affirmation and I just repeat it to myself three to five times. If I don't like the affirmation, I also have the option to kind of skip and go to the next one, which is also really helpful because, you know, not every affirmation is for you and that's totally fine. But I found it to be really helpful and it was totally free and it's just a nice reminder to kind of sit with myself and reflect on something positive when I personally get to a point where I can't think of anything positive I want to focus on. All I can dredge up out of my own brain is just things I'm pissed off about, things that aren't going right in the world or in my life. And I'm just getting down in the dumps and I'm like, just give me an affirmation that I don't have to think about. Please help my brain. Thank you so much. Another thing that really helps my brain too is, is meditation. And that's in the same vein of just, you know, I have not been able to sit with myself and meditate in so long. Like I cannot guide myself through a meditation. And usually I'm I'm really, really good at that. You know, I've been taking yoga off and on since freshman year of high school. I am 35. You know, it's it's been about like 21 years that I've been doing yoga and meditating and, you know, being a licensed massage therapist, spa life, breathing exercises, all about it. But I have not been able to get my brain out of stress mode in so long. And so I went again to the Google Play Store <clears throat> and re- looked through a few different apps on there as far as, you know, meditation apps. And there was Calm, which I know a lot of people use, but then I kind of fell in love with Insight Timer. And Insight Timer is just a library of meditations of all different categories by all kinds of different creators who you can donate to through the app. And again, this app is free, or you can, I think, pay for a premium version. And I think it gives you some customization options, but, you know, predominantly free and you get access to a lot of wonderful meditations that can really just help you recenter yourself throughout the day. One of my favorite meditations is a body scan meditation. It really helps me kind of check in with myself so that I can, instead of focusing on my head and on my heart, I can focus on like where my body I'm holding stress and I can release it. One of those issues that I have with all of my burnout is I also have CPTSD. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that's complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And so that really kind of just makes all of this a lot more difficult to deal with. And so being able to kind of just get out of my head and really focus on my body and letting go of like the somatic stress that is in there is a really fantastic way to just reset myself before bed and in the morning if I've got a lot of stuff going on or a busy day at work really love the body scan meditations there are all kinds of meditations there you know if you want like a more visual meditation if you want something that's just a breathing exercise and the lengths run anywhere from I think like just a couple of minutes all the way up to like I think an hour or more so definitely check out insight timer it's something that I really found helpful when I really cannot get my mind to settle down and guide itself through a meditation another thing that really helps is making sure I eat healthy when I can, and in order to make it as easy as possible for me to eat healthy, I've been trying to do more meal prep days. And what I mean by that is when I have the energy, I take the time to pre-prep things like my chopped vegetables, like onions, garlic, salad packages so that I can just take them out and eat them at work. I do those things to make it easier for me to eat so that when I'm tired or fatigued, I have less excuses to give myself and I'm less likely to just order fast food, which ultimately like 
if I'm not, if it, it's better than nothing, right? It's better than not eating anything at all. But the heaviness of fast food also does a lot to kind of just slow my body down and make me not feel right the next day. And so it's a lot easier when I prep things and I can make it easier for me to have good meals to access. Another thing that's really helped is setting healthy boundaries. That kind of comes with eating healthy too, right? Oh, I'm, I'm not going to eat out tonight, I am going to eat that prepared meal that I have in the kitchen instead. Or just if I'm feeling really funky and I'm finding that I'm like doom scrolling through social media, I'll set a timer on my phone. I'm like, okay, I'm only going to scroll for like another 10 minutes if I'm going to scroll at all. Or I won't look at my phone for the first like three hours in the morning or the last three hours of the day just to prevent myself from getting worked up when I should be kind of winding down or getting focused for my day. I found that really helps a lot just to kind of keep me from lighting myself up for my day or right before bed. You know, I, I really you know, reading books or just even even playing a computer game or drawing, you know, something like that is far more healthier for me to be doing than doom scrolling through social media. So limiting limiting social media exposure has helped immensely as well. Um, unfortunately, you know, when you're a business, trying to run podcasts, I really can't escape it all the time. But, you know, making sure that I set those boundaries with myself is fantastic. And setting boundaries too with others. Like if you're feeling really burnt out in your job or if someone at work is giving you a hard time, you know, trying to set boundaries with that person or having your employer set boundaries with that person for you to help it feel like a healthier work environment is really important. If, you know, someone in your household is making it really uncomfortable for you to live there, if you haven't spoken up about that for yourself, definitely you know, set your boundary if you can be safe about it. Try to find a way to really just set boundaries not only with yourself with others that help keep your mental health safe and like help you keep your peace. Because nothing's really worth sacrificing your peace over at the end of the day. You know, when you come home and when you're resting or when you're going to work, you know, those places should really be ultimately safe places throughout your whole day. Your whole day should be filled with safe places, but especially those places where you put in a lot of energy and effort. So if you're not finding what you're needing and you're not feeling fulfilled, and if you've already tried to set those boundaries, you know, and, and they're not being respected, that's that's another thing to realize too. You know, you have the choice to leave, you know, the work environment and try to find another position. It's it's difficult, but that that is something that we can do. You know, you have the choice to try to find another living situation, even though that might also be very, very difficult to do. But it's important to try to find ways around it and try to see healthy ways out of it so that you're not just sitting there further burning yourself out by being in a toxic situation, whatever that situation is. In the meantime, when you can and when it is safe, spending time with friends and family and reaching out to your support network and just asking for a listening ear or asking to be distracted from whatever is burning you out can also be a really great way to deal with whatever you're going through. You know, a lot of us don't have access to counseling for a myriad of reasons. And I don't say that using your friends as counselors is healthy. Ultimately, getting counseling is the end goal if you really need it. But, you know, you can commiserate with your friends. You can contact your loved ones and say, hey, I've had a really hard day or a really hard week or a really hard month or a really hard year. I just need someone to hear me out. I need a shoulder to cry on. I need someone to take me to like go on a hike so I cannot think about it. Reach out to those people because 
those people ultimately want that chance to be there for you. Like they know that you would want to be there for them if you could. And I think it's really important for all of us to lean on each other right now, especially because we're all we've got. And I think when we reach out to our support networks and we don't suffer in silence, it ultimately makes us all healthier. So if you're out there not reaching out and you're wondering, you know, if your friends are thinking of you, if your friends wonder how you're doing, yes, they do. Or maybe they're so caught up in whatever stress that they're going through that they haven't even been able to reach out beyond themselves either. And maybe that reaching out will allow them to also reach back out. And together you can lift each other up. And wouldn't that be wonderful? In times of need, you know, when we're feeling antisocial and detached, pushing ourselves to reach out regardless, I think is really important. It's something that I've been struggling to do. I know it's something that a lot of my friends have also been struggling to do, but I can tell you that the times that we have all successfully hung out together, coming away from social functions, be they online or safely in person, I feel uplifted and boosted and I feel more capable of getting through my week. I don't know if that's you, but if it's you, definitely reach out. Another thing that's really helped me in the days when I really just cannot, for whatever reason, get over my social anxiety or because I'm just so stuck in my head, I really need an immediate distraction and I can't like wait for a friend to be available. I'll play a casual game either on my phone or on my laptop. I like to play, you know, just the little farming games, the little text twist games, bejeweled type games. I like to play banished and other steam games like that. Just puzzle games that have a little bit of story that are just distracting enough to keep my brain quiet and focused on things that are less negative. Because if I can kick my brain out of its negative mode, then oftentimes I've found that I can get myself motivated to do other things throughout my day, which helps keep me out of that negative mode. You know, if I can get myself distracted with a game, set an alarm for an hour, then get up, I can, you know, take my dog to the dog park and that makes me feel a lot better. And then I can go get my groceries and then I've accomplished something for the day and that makes me feel better. And then that boosts me and keeps me going. And I'm like, okay, I got through the week, <laughs> you know, so that really does help just doing those little things to distract my brain when nothing else can do right then and there. Those little casual games, they really do kind of kick things in the butt. I've mentioned it a little bit here, but physical activity helps. I do have a dog, so I love to walk my dog. I do love to take him to the dog park or run him around throughout the backyard. It's been really sunny and warm, so I've been able to actually like open my back door and I'll get his zoomies going and he'll like run around the couch and then run outside and then run around the yard and run back inside and run around the couch and go in this big circle. And it's hilarious and adorable and so much fun. And so running around with him is a real hoot. I love going foraging. I live in Oregon and so I am totally spoiled with mushrooms and herbs and salad greens and all kinds of things that you could just forage around and so I love doing that when I can. I love going fishing. I love just going hiking. I love being out in nature and getting close to the earth whenever I possibly can just to kind of get physical but also get away from just like the stress of the city and the stress of everything that's been going on in the world and I can just kind of forget about that and focus on the beautiful parts of it. Another thing that really helps is creative projects. So I love making art. I love painting. Anything I can get my hands on, really. You know, doing fun little garden projects or drawing or coloring. 
anything, again, that's just distracting and there's some kind of reward at the end, right? I, I don't know what it is. The, the art and the creativity, the reward of being able to see all of that work come together and create something beautiful is just, it's awesome. I also love the mess that you get to make, especially with paint. I love how, I love that kind of mess. Paint everywhere, I have no problems with. I have no qualms with that at all. I love paint everywhere. <laughs> and last but not least, and, and, and probably most importantly, what's really helped me get through a lot of the issues that I've been facing throughout the pandemic and just the last few years in general and all the political burnout um, has been counseling. So having a lot of time where I know that I'm going to get to go and speak to someone about what it is that is driving me absolutely batshit this week. You know, I can go and I can say, hey, so this horrible crap happened this week. I'm having a really hard time processing it and I'm finding myself getting stuck in a cycle again. Can you help me find a way through? Is there something that I haven't tried or, you know, can we can we do something here and now that will help me get through this? And it's so helpful to just like have that person. I'm, I am privileged to be able to access that. And I know not everyone is financially able to or emotionally able to get themselves to a place where they can access counseling. And I feel very grateful to be there because I don't think that I would have been able to make it through the last few years without a counselor. I would have lost my dang mind. Let me tell you what. I'm grateful for counseling because having that space to process really prevents things from building up and helps to manage my symptoms of burnout and alleviate my symptoms of burnout even when the sessions are hard or even when I don't feel like they're helpful. At the end of the day, they've been incredibly helpful. Um, so I really encourage you if you've been thinking about getting counseling and you haven't looked into it yourself for whatever reason, or if you've been worried to look into it, if you think, you know, people will judge you, you know, just forget the haters, forget the self-doubt and give it a try, you know, really think about what you're looking for, read into the credentials of the person who you're thinking of meeting with, send them an introductory email, talk to them about yourself, tell them, you know, at least your main, your top three main concerns, top three things that you really want to address in counseling, just so that person has a heads up and they can be honest with you and themselves about whether or not they can actually help you or have the time to help you address your issues. If not, then ask them for a referral. A lot of these professionals have several friends within their network that they can refer you to. And a referral can sometimes make it a lot easier to get that first initial appointment to meet someone. So let's say you tell this counselor about or the psychologist about what you're going through and they're like, I can't help you, but I know someone who specializes or happens to have availability and can help you. Let me go ahead and send you to them. I'm going to forward along an email to let them know to expect your information or expect you to contact them. Then you email them, again, same introductory email, and they're like, oh, I've heard about you. Yeah, if you'd like to see me, this is my stuff. These are my credentials. I think we could work well together. Let's meet over the phone or in person or online or whatever works. And you can trust that introductory appointment a little bit more because it's come on a referral of someone who you already felt was going to be a good fit for you. 
Another good way to get referrals is to talk to your friends who you know are in counseling, but not just any friends, friends who you happen to know deal with issues that are not the same, but maybe similar to what you're going through. So if you're dealing with grief counseling and you need grief counseling for the loss of a loved one, maybe reach out to your friends who you know have lost loved ones either recently or who live in your area and have lost loved ones recently and say, hey, can you refer me to either a clinic or to an individual in which I might go get some grief counseling? This is what I'm experiencing and this is who I am. That's a great way to kind of get over that initial anxiety of it. And a lot more people are getting counseling than you think. Counseling, even though it does have a stigma as far as, oh, you only need counseling if something's really, really bad. That's not really true. There are all kinds of reasons why we get counseling. You know, we're going through a really hard breakup. We just lost someone we really care about. You know, we're really anxious about a really big move coming up. We're switching colleges and moving across the country. (laughs) All of these other things that you can see counseling for that mean nothing more than you are human. And you need objective but educated perspective to kind of get you on the right path towards living your best life. So... Definitely seek out counseling for any and all reasons that you can possibly think of to seek out counseling. And if you're feeling burnt out, if you're feeling exhausted, if you are out of fork, spoons, sporks, and if you're getting into knives, then please just do what you can for yourself to take care of yourself. Don't ignore those symptoms because those physical ramifications of just like chronic hypertonicity in your body, you know, just heart issues, digestive issues. A lot of people have been grinding their teeth lately, which causes dental issues, which can lead to a whole host of other horrible issues. These aren't these aren't minor things. These can be very dangerous health conditions that need to be addressed. And so if you're feeling burnt out, if this podcast really resonates with you today, I really encourage you to kind of reach out and do what you can to take care of yourself. Aside from that, I hope all of you out there are doing well. I hope that if you aren't doing well, you're somewhere where you can get that help to get well. And I hope that pretty soon here, we will all be well. Thanks for stopping by, listeners. Have a wonderful week.